All right, let me make it clear it's not Santa Claus. Now, it could be St. Nicholas. If you know anything about St. Nicholas, Johnny, you would love St. Nicholas because he stood against heretics. And there is a painting of him punching someone that did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Didn't believe that Jesus was God at all. He punched him. I said, oh, I like that picture. I could be that guy, you know, standing up for what is right. But uh, I appreciate you being here. Let me tell you just a moment how I got here today. Besides the Holy Spirit has ordained it. I got a call from Pastor Jeff yesterday morning. He had been up at, he woke up at 3 o'clock on Saturday morning in San Antonio. You know what he realized? Tomorrow, Sunday. I got to preach. I, and he started pressing into that. And he knew what he was going to preach. But he thought, oh, I don't have all my notes together. And when it became daylight, guess what he did? He called me. He said, is there any way you can preach tomorrow? I always learned in my life to say yes if I'm available. Always say yes. I'll work out the consequences later on. But yes, I will. So we talked a little while and he said, I, I'm going to stay an extra day here. He's celebrating his anniversary. So pray that he'll be blessed. Uh, he and Cindy. And then after I hung up with him, I said, okay, Lord, what am I going to preach on Sunday? What's the word of the Lord? And I thought about a message I'd preached here last year on the book of Jude. concerned about faith, contending for your faith. Some of you may remember that. And I know you're on the subject of faith, but... As I continue to pray, the Lord had put a word in my heart several weeks ago, and I'd been working on it and mulling it over and meditating in it and writing some things down, and I began to meditate on that yesterday. And it was the word that the Lord wanted me to share here today. Now, I did have a dream of you, and this is honest. I had a dream, not that anything else I say is not honest, but this is the truth that I had a dream and I woke up from that dream and it was me preaching for Pastor Jeff. And I was in a sanctuary that was full, packed out. There were doctors, I mean, in their scrub suits still coming in for the service. And, and there was a big crowd and great worship. And he said, okay, get up and share something. So I got up to share something. I said, well, I got a word and here it's in my Bible. I got a scripture I want to read you. And I, I was looking and I'm looking. I couldn't find the scripture I wanted. And then I woke up. And it's one of those dreams, you dream, you say, oh, I'm glad that was a dream. But I know what that means. It means you're, you're not prepared for something. And so when I got that request yesterday from Pastor Jeff, I said, Lord, don't let this dream come true. Now, I'm going to prepare myself. So I started praying yesterday, spent the day in the Word of God. And we're going to read my message. It's entitled, God's Word Has an Assignment. All right? Before we read a passage of Scripture, I want you to take your Bible. If you've got your phone, take your phone. Lift it up. Let's make our confession. All right? You got it? Let's say it. This is my Bible. Well, let's, let's start again. It's kind of... Let's do it real loud. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Here today... My mind is alert. My spirit is receptive to the living Word of God. I will hear it. 
I will believe it, and I will obey it. In Jesus' name. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation on this occasion. Isaiah 55, verse 10. The rain and snow come down from heavens, stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer, bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Lord, I pray a blessing over this particular passage of Scripture. Lord, may we come to understand that your word has an assignment. And Lord, I pray that we'll come to understanding of what that means for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1, and you just read the story of creation. You read through that chapter and it says, And God said, first thing He said, Let there be light. And what happened? There was light. Then He goes on to say, Let there be. And He created in those six days of creation. God said, Let it be. And the New Living Translation says, And it happened just as He said. That's the power of God's Word. Every word God spoke on that day of creation, those days of creation, had an assignment where they didn't do anything else but what God intended for them to do. I thought about the word that came to Mary. And it says in Luke 26, being here at the Christmas season, Luke chapter 1, verse 26, And the angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, for you found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call him Jesus. He will be great and will be the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I know not a man? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. For with God, nothing is impossible. And what did Mary say? Let it be to me according to your word. Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God speaks. It's alive. It's full of power. It's making it active. It's operative. It's energizing. And it's effective. I want to say something about the word of God. (laughs) It's a living word. Have you ever read a scripture over and over and over again? All of a sudden, you read it one day, and all of a sudden, it popped off the pages into your life. I can recall back when I was at Dallas Baptist College. It's Dallas Baptist University now. But at Dallas Baptist College, I was a preacher student, and I was going to be a pastor or an evangelist or something. And I can remember as a Baptist young man, uh, I would be in Bible study class and we'd be studying the Bible and I would go home and read. the. And at that time we had the King James Version of the Bible. And I would read that and man, it got to where it was so dry. I didn't seem to get anything out of it. I said, what's wrong with me? 
And then I thought, well, what I need is a different translation. There were some new translations coming out, Good News Version, uh, the Living Bible. And I'd read those. I'd say, oh, that's better. Then I'd read the Amplified Bible. Oh, now I understand a little bit better. But I still didn't grasp the meaning of the word. And then one day I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came within me. And all of a sudden I picked up my King James version of the Bible. And I read some of those these and thous. And I read it and all of a sudden it jumped off the pages into my life. I said, wow, this is a living word indeed. The word of God is powerful. And it's a living word. Let me just say something to you. When you speak God's word, something happens. It's not because of you. It's because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's upon your words. When you speak the word of God in faith, there's power in that word. Faith comes out of your mouth and to the hearts of those that are hearing it. That's why the psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do we sin against God in that situation? Through our doubt, our worry, our fear, our unbelief, not trusting Him. That's sin. We don't trust God. We don't trust and believe His Word. Now I'm going to turn into the New King James Version of the Bible, and I'm going to read uh, out of Psalm 78. Verse 40 says, and talk about the children of Israel, and how they often provoked Him in the wilderness and grieved Him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. For they did not remember His power, or we could say the power of His Word, the day when He redeemed them from their enemy. Then we read in Psalm 106, verse 24, Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe His Word, but complained in their tents and did not heed the voice of the Lord. Have you ever complained in your tent? You've been in a situation when things aren't going right, uh, you don't seem to be hearing from God, and you're crying out to Him, and you haven't got the answer, and you begin to complain in your tent, Oh, I've done it. And every once in a while the Holy Spirit has to remind you, What are you doing? God is faithful. And He will be faithful to His Word. Do not sin by letting negative words come out of your mouth. That's what I believe. Psalm 107 verse 20. Somebody needs this right here. He sent out His Word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. He sent His Word. There's power in the Word to heal the sick. If you're sick here today, there's power in His Word to bring healing to your body. Last night I, I got a call from a young man that's in our organization. He's a chaplain in the Arkansas State Prison System, has been for several years. And he had a bout with colon cancer last year and came through that. And then recently he had a checkup and there were some tumors that came up in his body. And they began him on a regiment of chemotherapy and other things. 
He's on his third round of all of that. And he went back to the doctor this week and they said, it's just not working. And he called me and he said, I really sense that there's really no reason for this to be happening in my body. I, it's not in my family line to have these kinds of cancers. I believe it's a spirit of infirmity. He said, I believe it's a spiritual battle. Can you agree with me? I said, oh, absolutely, I can agree about that. I said, I stand against that enemy in the name of Jesus. We stand against the spirit of infirmity. And I declare that God's sending His Word and bringing healing to His body. You know, I speak. I don't know about you, but I do this quite often. I speak over my body. Because uh, I, 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 I'm getting a little older. And the older I get, well, I realize that this body is winding down. As the Bible says, it's winding down in the weakness of our body. So I have to speak to my body and I have to tell it, you must line up with the Word of God. I'm not going to listen to you. I speak to every organ I can remember. I speak to my spleen, my liver, my pancreas, my gallbladder. I speak to my stomach. I speak to everything in there. I said, you must line up with the Word of God. Because I am going to walk in divine health and divine healing for the glory of God. I believe God's Word. Now listen to this. Proverbs 15.4 A gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life. But willful contrariness breaks down the spirit. Proverbs 16.24 Pleasant words, and pleasant words are God's words, are like honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Man, I pray God's word goes deep into my bones. You know why? Because what is created in your bones? White blood cells created in your bones, in the marrow of your bones. That's what produces the immune system. So when the word of God says, the word of God will go into your body and deep into your bones and help bring health. So I'm speaking to my bones those dry bones to rise up, be full of life. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. And he who loves it will eat its fruit for death or for life. I choose life. How about you? I choose to speak life. God's word has an assignment. My words or God's words coming out of my mouth has an assignment. The word that I'm speaking today has an assignment. And I'm telling you, it's going to get to where God wants it to get to. In your heart, in your innermost being. Matthew chapter 12, verse 35. The good man from the, his inner treasure flings forth good things. The evil man out of his evil storehouse flings forth evil things. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give an account to every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. That's any word contrary to the word of God. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted. By your words you will be condemned and sentenced. Your words will either align with what God says, or it will align with what this world or what the devil is saying. And I'm choosing to align with the word of God. Now, we're hearing all kinds of talking heads spitting out all kinds of words to us. If you're on social media, if you watch the news, God bless you if you do. 
But we're hearing all of this news and it's so contrary to the word of God. And it's trying to get, and it's the devil whispering in our ear. See, look what's going to happen. Look what's going to happen to you. You ever heard those commercials, those medicine commercials? He said, you need to take this medicine. Oh, yeah, the side effects are. And it begins to list all of these side effects. You say, man, I don't want, and you realize you're on some of those meds. And so if you're not careful, you'll hear the devil whisper, yep, yep, that's what's going to happen to you. Suicide. You'll get crippled. You're not going to be able to walk. Just because you're taking the medicine the doctor said to take. And if you listen to that, you're going to align yourself up with the world and with the devil. I choose not to do that. Proverbs 19, 14. This is why I do this. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he, what? Meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. His leaves aren't going to wither. And we're going to prosper. Why? Because we've been meditating in the Word of God. That's what we've been meditating on. That's what's coming out of our mouth. It's the power of the Word of God. And our words, if they're based on God's Word, has an assignment. Well, let me just say, the devil's words has an assignment too. It's to create fear and confusion and unrest in you. That's the devil's plan. Sometimes he's pretty successful at that. But everything the devil, let me just say this, everything the devil tells you is based on facts. Everything God tells you is based on truth. Truth is above facts. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. His word is what? Truth. So I choose to believe the truth of the word of God even over and above facts. When the blind men came to Jesus, it was a fact. They were blind. But the truth was, Jesus opens the blind eyes. When the woman with the issue of blood came to Jesus, she had been bleeding for 12 years. That was a fact. But Jesus said, woman, according to your faith, you're healed. Jesus heals the broken heart, the hurting, because God's word is greater than the facts of this world. Let me read these scriptures to you. Psalm 105, verse 19. Until the time that the word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested Joseph. Joseph received dreams and a word from God, and it took a few years for that dream to come to pass. And it says, the Bible says, and God was testing him as he waited. His word was testing. Was he going to stay faithful and believe? It says in Galatians 4, 4, But when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of woman, so He could adopt us as His own children. At the right time. It was prophesied in Genesis 3. But it didn't happen until the New Testament era that God sent Jesus at the right time. His word was fulfilled thousands of years later. But it was still His word. Got two stories to tell you. Let me just move this out of the side. 
I'll sit down so I can tell you these stories. About the power of the Word of God. And how sometimes it seems as if the Word of God is delayed in its manifestation. How many of you ever had a delayed word? He wasn't denying you something. It's just a delay, and it was in his timing. A couple of weeks ago, one of my pastor friends, Sam Walker, was at church, and he was preaching. And as soon as church was over, he knows the man he hadn't seen in a while come to church. And he went to talk with him, and the man began to tell him his story, and he began to just tears come down his eyes. He said, I got away from God. I'm a mess. And he said, I never thought God would take me back. And I'm sure the church didn't want me to return. Because the devil had been convincing him of that. But he said, I woke up the other morning and I heard a message. He looked at the pastor and said, Pastor Sam, I heard a message you preached 10 years ago. It just came up in me. And it was about Peter. And now Peter had even denied he knew the Lord. But Jesus welcomed him back home. He said, that word came up, and I thought I'd come to church today. And when he walked through those doors, the church welcomed him. The devil said, they they don't want you. They didn't even remember what he was talking about. They welcomed him in. The pastor welcomed him home to the house of God. That seed planted 10 years ago came up at just the right time when he was desperate enough to cry out to God. I got one even better than that. One of the pastors in my community that I pastored for 30 years in Duncanville, we were having a meeting with the pastors one day, and he said, I've got to tell you a story. He said, we had a family, husband and a wife and a son, came to church yesterday, and they got saved. He said, let me tell you their story. This woman woke up, and they weren't churchgoers. They were, she was a biker mom. He was a Harley guy, and their son was in the process of living the same lifestyle. She woke up on a Sunday morning, Something inside of her said, go to church. She started getting dressed. Her husband woke up and said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm going to church. What? We don't go to church. What church would you even go to? She goes, well, our neighbor invited me to church 21 years ago. Let me go ask her where she goes to church. She went over and asked her neighbor, where do you go to church? We go to the Church of Christ. It was a spirit-filled Church of Christ. They went that Sunday, her husband, her, and her son, and they got born again. Think about the power of the Word of God being lying dormant inside of her for 21... It wasn't the gospel she heard. It was an invitation to come to church anointed invitation that will never return void. Every invitation you've ever given to somebody, if you gave it under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it's still inside those people. And at the right time when they're ready, just like that woman, she went to church and got born again. 
The story goes several months later, her husband was killed on a motorcycle. She called the pastor weeping and said, Pastor, how can we show God how much we love him? Oh, and by the way, I think I know why God took my husband. Now, God didn't take her husband, but that's, she was trying to raise it as a new Christian. She goes, I think I know why God took him. Well, why do you think God took him, the pastor said. And she said, well, I think God took him before he changed his mind about being saved. And that's the way she reasoned it. But she was just weeping, wanting to know, what can me and my son do to let God know how much we love him, that he saved us. The power of the living word of God. That word, this word, is in you. Every word of God right here contains power. It's alive. It's living. It's not inoperative. It will do things you can't do. You, there have been times I've preached messages and man, I thought, ooh, that was, ooh, that was dead. That was not good. I even said that to myself while I was preaching. I said to my, now I can preach and think at the same time. It's amazing. It's it's a spirit thing. And I was saying to myself, this is not very good. And I'm the one preaching it. I said, Lord, can you do anything with this? You know what? I'd give an invitation and people would come to the altar. He said, it has nothing to do with you, son. It has everything to do with my word. Not about you. It's about my word and the power of my word. It's living and it'll last forever. So listen to me. Every invitation you've given to someone, it's still in there. Your prodigals and your sons, your prodigal sons and daughters, they have the word of God in them. And at the right time, when they've come to the end of themselves, God will remind them of that word. Maybe it'll be a word you said to them. Maybe it's the word Pastor Jeff preached. Whatever it was, wherever they got, they'll remember that word and say, well, I wonder if that really is real for me. And God's truth will override all the facts that's going on in their life. They're a mess. They're drug addicted. That's a fact. They don't think they can return to God. That's a fact. But the truth is, God still loves them. And God is still drawing them. The Holy Spirit is drawing them. And at the right time, when's the right time? When somebody just finally gives up, that's the right time. So they're rebelling against the word right now. But when they finally come to the end of them, they say, ooh, I give up. Then all of a sudden, ooh, that word, here it comes. God says, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. I want you to come home. That's the power. And that God's word has an assignment. Every word has an assignment. We're going to pray for your prodigal sons and daughters. You know, I, if you remember, I did this several times ago when I preached. I took the names of your prodigal sons. You know how many names there were? 667. I know that because I prayed over each one of them. And I sacked them up and I prayed, God, wherever they are, I don't know where they are. Their family doesn't even know where they are. But I pray that the word of God that they've heard, even as a child, would rise up in them.
because it's a living word. So we're going to pray for your prodigal sons and daughters. Some of you may be here. There may be a prodigal son or daughter in this room right now. God brought you here today. The reason, I didn't know I was going to preach till yesterday morning. Now the Holy Spirit did because he'd been kind of prompting me on this message for several weeks. And he knew that I was going to preach this right here today. Jeff didn't know it. I didn't know it, but the Holy Spirit knew it. And he sent me here with this message to let you know that God's Word is still working and will always work. And he has an assignment inside of you right now. If you're here and you're not right with God, this is your day. This is your appointed day to say, Lord, I want to get right. We're going to have a prayer time in just a moment. And our intercessors that are here are going to come and stand in this altar. I'll stand in this altar. And if that's you and you just need prayer today, we'll be here to pray with you and to stir up the Word of God. Paul told Timothy, Timothy, fan the flame of that prophetic word that was spoken over you. Don't let it go out. Some of you need to fan the flame today of the word of God that's in you. You know what? I do that a lot. Lord, I, think, I say, Lord, there's been some prophetic words spoken over my life. Some things you said you were going to do. It hadn't happened yet. But Lord, I, I know it. They're there. I fan the flame of those words. Let them come alive. Let them be manifested. And I don't know when they're going to be, but they're going to be. Because God's word will never return void. Listen to it. Uh, out of the Amplified Bible. Can I just read that to you? For as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return there again and water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless, but it will accomplish that which I please and which I purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. God said it. I believe it. Father, I thank you today for your word. Thank you for your living word that's alive in this room right now. It's alive in us. Lord, right now we fan the flames of the word of God. We fan the flame, O oh Lord, let that word rise up in us right now. And Lord, for those that are not right with you, Lord, they may have never said yes to you. This is the day. Hear this word. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is call upon his name. Just say his name, Jesus. Jesus, save me. Thank you, Lord. If you prayed that prayer, it's a simple prayer, not difficult. Jesus did not make this difficult. made it easy. Just call on my name. I'll hear the cry of your heart. I'll save you. Let's stand together. If you would, stand with me. I want to ask our prayer team 
our intercessors to come and join me here in the altar. We want to pray for you. We're going to dismiss the service here in just a moment. But we're going to pray for you. And I'm going to ask you to do something when you leave here. I'm going to ask you to take one thing in this message. The Holy Spirit's going to bring it to your remembrance. And just dwell on it, meditate on it all week long. Take another word that was spoken. He's going to remind you of it. And give it to someone else. Speak the word of God over someone. Knowing that that word, even though it may be refused at the moment, is still going to be residing in them for years to come. Your words are going to make a difference. Your words are going to be on an assignment for someone that's lost right now, someone that's away from God. It's going to happen, and the Holy Spirit's going to do it in and through you. All right? Let's sing. Whoa! Where is he? We're, Johnny, I would ask you, but I'm not going to ask you to sing. Let's just go to the Lord right now. Lord, we just pray at this moment. Lord, there's someone here that needs to come into this altar, surrender themselves to you. Let this be the day, Lord. Lord, there's prodigal sons and daughters. Let them come. Someone that's never met you, let them come. Lord, this is the day for the Word of God to come alive for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.